Welcome to the Not So Darling Podcast. This is your host, Tanya Phillips. If you haven't already, go check out my newly launched website, notsodarling.com, and join my newsletter for all the latest info on me and the Not So Darling Podcast. And if you would like to be a guest on the Not So Darling Podcast, go to my website, notsodarling.com, and click on Contact Me for more info. And if you haven't already, go follow me on Instagram at NotSoDarlingTanya. Helene is a mom, yoga teacher, wellness blogger, and healthy-ish foodie living in Louisville, Kentucky. She believes that each of us have unique needs both mentally and physically, and there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all when it comes to wellness. Helene's holistic approach to feeling good is all about tuning in to your intuition and honoring whatever you need physically and emotionally. She shares feel-good recipes, movement and breathwork classes, and self-care practices to help women have the tools they need for mind and body alignment. Hi, Helene. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too. Um, I, I, I was thinking about this and um, I know we talked briefly before, but I was just thinking how cool it is um, that Bar 3 has brought so many amazing people into my life. And so you are one of them. Yeah, me too. It is cool how I feel like it's such a small world here, especially in the wellness community. So I'm glad that we got connected. And that's definitely one thing I I love about it here. Mm -hmm. So tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. I am a wellness blogger and a yoga teacher. I also am a mom. So I have a son, Harper, who is 17 months old almost a year and a half. It's crazy. Um, and I started my blog back, let's see, about six years ago now. And it's just been a fun journey for me, kind of connecting mental and physical wellness and building a community and just having somewhere to create a space for people to come together virtually and find what feels good for them. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's what really attracted me uh, to you as well. Um, just, you know, how you're into wellness and I'm getting more into the yoga um, stuff. And so I thought, wow, this is, you know, it's pretty uh, cool that she offers so many facets like yoga and wellness blogging and healthiest food recipes. Um, but I also like that you say that you honor whatever, um, that person needs emotionally and physically. Yeah, exactly. I think my biggest goal is to help people to discover what feels best for them. And if they already know that, then just helping them find more ways to be more intentional about bringing those practices into their day-to-day life. Hmm. How, how did you get started as a wellness blogger? 
was it, was it, did you start in the wellness blogging or was it other things that you blogged about before? Yeah, it started as a wellness blog. Um, I started when I was living in DC, in Washington, DC, and I just got really into wellness, everything from cooking to fitness and just kind of living a more, I guess what I'll call like a feel good lifestyle. So just thinking more about what felt good for me. And I wanted a place to connect with other people. At first, I was thinking more locally, like in the DC area. But then as I created my blog and Instagram, I started connecting with people all over the world who were kind of on this wellness journey, um, just all kind of looking for community and support and resources. And it's just been really neat to be able to remain connected with those same people over the years and then also just grow the community and connect with new people every single day. Yeah, I find it really interesting to to be able to reach out, you know, virtually to so many people around the world. It's not just, you know, locally is great because uh, I love, you know, building kind of a local community, um, but it's also neat to, you know, meet people from all over. Yeah, definitely. And that's what's been really fun with the virtual yoga too, is getting to have people both in workshops and yoga classes who are here in town, but also um, all over the place and just coming together to have that that space. Yeah. And so when you got into the wellness blogging, um, what made you really like start in into the wellness were you just into wellness before or it was just something that you discovered so I started really getting in touch with what felt good when I moved to DC after college I at first kind of just was listening to the mainstream media that I was consuming about what was healthier, just kind of like looking around me, falling into marketing traps. I had like frozen lean cuisine stocked in my freezer and would do a lot of cardio type workouts and just like go to the gym and spend time maybe like on the treadmill or elliptical or whatever. And it was kind of just because that's all that I knew and saw around me. And then um, I lived with a roommate who was really into cooking and going to the farmer's market. So naturally from living with her, I started exploring all that and just realized the foods that did really feel good for me to eat. Um, and then also the workouts, she was into yoga. And then I started going to yoga with her and really fell in love with yoga. And then the yoga kind of carried over into some of the other workouts. I didn't just do yoga, but I started getting in touch more with what felt good. And so I could kind of navigate that as a whole with wellness and get away from just falling for some of the marketing of like low calorie, low fat, burn calories, all that, and start gauging both my fitness and food off of what actually felt right for my body. Mm, I love that. I love it. it. It's it's funny because my fitness journey is is so similar to what you're saying. It was the same, you know, thing. And then it was just like a cardio queen <laughs> too. I was yeah. just like a cardio junkie. I would totally just do cardio, cardio, cardio. I just couldn't get enough. And um, yeah, so uh, obviously my lifestyle has changed for, you know, 
dramatically, but I feel like it's for the better. And I'm learning so much about wellness and just learning more about how I can incorporate not only physically what feels good, but mentally as well. And, um, and then, you know, food, you know, food is a, as a big aspect of really your life. I mean, um, so tell us more about how your, like how you make healthiest recipes and how you connect that with wellness and feel good fuel to the body. Yeah. So my goal with creating recipes is to give people inspiration for ways to create food that's fun, that tastes good, and that feels good while letting go of labels and just allowing people to have that space to maybe adapt or tweak to whatever their own specific dietary needs are. So I don't have one specific type of recipe. They're not all paleo. They're not all gluten-free. They're not all vegan, but I do try my best to have all my recipes use whole, often seasonal ingredients, and then lend themselves well to people who might have those sort of, um, types of diets or, you know, incorporate a lot of like anti-inflammatory ingredients that I know often feel really good for people. So the goal is to hopefully inspire people. My recipes are never meant to be that you have to follow them exact. I have a lot of people who will use them then as like a springboard for creating something similar. Um, In my most recent uh, free holiday recipe guide, I've had so many people reach out to me and say, oh, I love this recipe and look what I just made this different version like of the squash soup someone make a really similar um, version but swap out squash for carrots or someone else made my salad for a work gathering this week and they said that they swapped out the acorn squash for the butternut squash those are just small changes but I think that I've created a community and environment where people know that it's all inspiration it's all just like making it work for you Um, and then also just you know, being able to tune in and then adapt to whatever you notice along your journey starts to feel good or feel better. Mm. Have you always liked to cook? No. So I started cooking um, when I was living in DC, like cooking with my roommate. And then once my now husband, Andrew and I moved in together, we cooked together a lot. So kind of just like once I was living on my own after college is when I started learning to cook. And then when we moved here to Louisville, I started cooking even more because we didn't have as many healthy, fast, casual options like we did there. So it was kind of a choice of if I want to still eat healthy, but have easy options for the busy week, then I would have to start finding a way to make that possible with my own meal prep or just easy, healthy recipes. So that kind of really dedicated me to making that part of my life. And I mean, I'm a self-taught cook. I've never done any sort of professional training. And I think that that used to be something that I was a little bit more self-conscious about. And now I have started to see it as a good thing and like an asset to hopefully being able to create welcoming recipes. I mean, until I had a friend of mine who 
um, as a recipe editor, like give me some really, really basic feedback when she was like, you know, the ingredient list is supposed to go in order of when you incorporate the recipes in the process. And I had no idea. Um, but just little things like that, where my recipes are just like me writing things down and sharing them and hoping that they inspire people. They're nothing to feel like intimidated by, or like it has to be an exact process. So I guess that's just a little bit more about maybe how the recipes I create are a little different from what you might see in a cookbook or in a lot of other places. It's, it's very authentic and it's, it's really inspiring to be honest with you because I, uh, I'm not the best cook. Um, and my husband, he always jokes and tells me that if it's, if it's over 15 minutes, I'm not cooking it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, I, uh, I really want to get better about that. And um, I, I want more um, healthy, fast, casual restaurants, although I'm not in Louisville anymore. Uh, we are in Taylorsville, Kentucky, but um, and there's really not a lot of things around here, but I, I, I would love that option as well. Um, and I think, you know, just being able to access or have access to, to your recipes. And like you said, maybe tweaking them or maybe using something that maybe one person may say, Oh, I'm not really a big fan of carrots or I'm not a big fan of whatever that, you know, whatever it may be, but just switching them up and just, I don't know. It just feels easy. And, and when I say that, it's just, that's good for me because I need that, <laughs> especially when you are very um, intimidated by, making things. Cause you know, uh, my family isn't like, I'm more on the healthier side. I tried to get my son to be healthy and healthy or healthier, but Brian, my husband, I tried to get him to be a little bit more healthy. I wish he'd be just a little more. And like I told them, you know, I would make these good, wholesome recipes, um, and take the time to do it if I felt like they would eat it. And, and that's what I was going to ask you is like, do you have tips for families wanting to transition into like healthier, more nutritious lifestyles? Totally. So one of my biggest tips, um, I guess that I tell people when you are doing kind of an alternate. So I know um, with you, like we've talked about incorporating a lot of gluten free stuff. And then for me, it's more dairy free stuff because I'm sensitive to dairy, but trying not to compare. And I think this can probably especially come into handy with people in our lives. Like Andrew, my husband will sometimes be like, well, this doesn't taste like this. And it's like, okay, well, don't even think of it as its own thing. Like when you do eat coconut yogurt, maybe instead of dairy yogurt or something, don't even compare it. Just think of it as something new or different, or if you are making zucchini noodles for dinner, then don't compare it to spaghetti. Think of it as something new. Like you know, celebrate it for what it is. These are zucchini noodles. You know, this is something different. I think sometimes when we make the comparison. It's like, yuck, this doesn't taste like spaghetti. Um, so kind of thinking of things, not as the comparison of what their alternative could be. And then another thing is bringing in some of the favorite things. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So for example, one of uh, the recipes that I'm doing for this healthy holiday treats workshop this weekend, I'm using uh, gluten-free graham crackers, but they're still pretty regular, like 
graham crackers. And then they have some of the fun, like refined sugar free type of ingredients on top of them where the kids are still getting like Harper loves these that they're just on, you know, graham crackers and it makes it fun. And then there's another version of it where you can stuff it in a date, which is kind of what I like. And I feel like, um, makes me feel a little better, but for kids, especially like having this version of it, that's on a graham cracker just makes it more fun. Um, while it's still a treat that has a lot more health benefits, um, with some of the ingredients that are in the recipe, than you know, candy or cookies or whatever that you might have during the holidays. And then again, like if that is the goal to have this healthier treat, um, not comparing it and saying like, well, we're going to have this and we're not going to have cookies or this is instead of cookies, but it's something different. It's like, let's try making a healthy snack. Um, cause I think that comparison is where people get mm-hmm. a little bit like, Oh, I don't like that. That doesn't taste like what I'm supposed to have it instead of. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Seriously. When you said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's right. Like I do it because I am, I have to be gluten-free. And so I don't have a choice. And for the last however many years I've compared, I've seriously sat there and compared, well, this brownie is not like the brownie I used to have. This pizza doesn't taste like the pizza I used to have. And so it's like, you have to make it a new normal um, for you in in my situation, obviously. But I, I love that. It, it's like, wow, I didn't even really think of it that way. I, I, I may be silly to say that, but I just, it just was like, oh, wait a minute, you know, maybe that's the trick because that is another way to be mindful, you know, to, to not trick yourself, but just to not think of it in that way, because we do that with other things to we're trying to get rid of anxiety. So we want to be more mindful and, and do this breath work. So, you know, why don't we do it in this way? with the food. So I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so glad that resonated with you. And I feel like, which I know you and I have talked about before is like how a lot of this stuff is interconnected and, you know, just being mindful about your eating or not making the judgments or comparisons there. And then carrying that over into other things, you know, practicing it on the mat in yoga, taking it off the mat with our eating, with our lifestyle, with all of the other stresses and anxieties we're dealing with. And there is so much stress and anxiety that's wrapped into food. Um, And so I do think when we can learn to let go of those judgments, it can just help us to feel more at ease. Mm, Yeah, yeah. And and when we realize, and we are not when we realize, but you can realize this, um, but when you really think about food um, as medicine sometimes because people don't necessarily think of it that way and and a lot of these foods that people necessarily you know don't like you know vegetables or fruits a lot of that can be like medicine to your body and it can really help you and make you feel really good (laughs) so um I don't know sure Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another good approach with kids too, when they're old enough to really be able to understand the science of it is to say, to help them understand why you might want to eat green beans instead of um, chips, you know, 
of course the chips taste better and they're not bad, but then we also need to eat the green beans because of X, Y, and Z thing that they're going to help our bodies with. And yeah, kind of like the food as medicine approach too. So that it's not just like, Oh, try these green beans. They taste like candy. I mean, like, you know, just to have them really think about that. I, I don't think it's ever too early to start. I don't know. Once they're old enough to understand, like talking about the benefits of eating healthy so that then they can make some of those decisions for themselves too and feel like they understand why. Mm. Yeah, because, you know, before I would make something and I would say, okay, you know, this is, you know, uh, these are French fries, but they're sweet potato fries. And of course they're like, uh, uh, you know, making these faces. These aren't fries. So they're, well, they're really, they are fries, but they're not French, you know, like, the normal fries. So maybe yeah. we could look at it in a different way next time. I'm going to try that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I will. I will. Um, so what does wellness mean to you? So for me, wellness is really about being able to know what makes you feel your best. And that is mentally and physically. So really being able to make that mind and body connection about everything in your life um, to find that full balance of wellness. So not just in fitness, not just with food, but really with everything you do is to be able to honor your body and then feel like that kind of guides you. And that is what wellness would really look like when I think Mm -hmm. about it. And how can we incorporate, you know, mental, physical well-being and how does it all tie in together? I think that being able to get in touch with what feels good to you is like a muscle in and of itself that you have to really get used to flexing for it to become a habit. So we, a lot of us are already in these habits of just whatever we think is healthy, you know, whether that is low calorie or low carb or burning a certain amount of calories, we hear it around us and we think that that's what healthy is. So it takes work to undo some of those habits and then to create new ones where we're getting in touch with with what feels good. And sometimes that might be doing the same thing. So sometimes maybe, you know, someone is happens to be eating gluten-free because They just saw that their friend is and tried that. And then maybe when they let go of, you know, what they think it means to be healthy and try all different foods and they end up coming back to eating gluten-free and that feels best for them. But there's a difference there between just doing something because, you know, you think it's what you're supposed to be doing or what it truly feels good to you. And same with fitness, you know, um, maybe somebody who is more into cardio and then they try other types of fitness and they come back to doing more cardio because it really does feel good to them. But just being able to do what you're doing because it is what feels good is such a different approach. Um, And I think that if you can find someone who can guide you through that, whether it's a personal trainer, a yoga instructor, a nutritionist, a functional medicine doctor, whoever it is that you can have a support system who's someone who can help you with that journey, because it's not easy to on your own get in touch with that. And also if you are going to someone who is sending the wrong messages, you know, if you're always going to a fitness class where you're personally trying to get in touch with your intuition and the coach is always saying, let's burn it to earn it. You know, let's, I've been to classes before where they say, 
let's burn our calories. Like Thanksgiving specifically, I went to a Thanksgiving workout class last year and they were like, let's burn it so that we can, you know, drink those beers and eat that turkey. And that just feels so wrong to me that I just have learned. I don't even want to put myself in that position because it's like fighting what I'm trying to work on. So just finding people who can guide you through that process, whether it's me and you're doing something like my mind body reset or whoever else it is that you have a connection with and that you feel like can be a support system to you. Yeah. I've been one of those people to say some of that silly stuff when I taught, um, you know, spin classes way back in the day, you know, you were like, yeah, you know, push it, let's burn those calories. Let's how, you know, how many calories can we burn in this class? You know? So it's, it's just in the, I don't want to say the DNA of fitness, but you know, just that, that way of what the diet culture and all the negative side to all of it is when um not saying that all uh, fitness classes are negative because they're definitely not um and not all spin classes are like that so um but I'm just saying I've said those things and now I'm like I would have if, if you told me and I've said this a million times that I would have been a person who worked out at home one I would have said hell no Two, if you would have told me that I would have been into trying yoga or any kind of mindful more relaxed, not so crazy, fast paced, I would have said, yeah, right. And then I'm, I'm eating my words. So, um, because that's totally what I'm into now, but I know lifestyles change and you shift, but, and you grow and you learn. And, uh, yeah, so I, I feel, I'd have to say like, even when I was like working out my hardest, I definitely didn't feel as good as I feel now with the food that I intake and, um, the nutrients that I take in and the, the lifestyle that I live and the fitness. And when I say fitness, but the mindful workouts, I should say, um, so much has changed. It's, it's so beneficial for me, you know, for me. So, um, what, what, what fitness like do you do what are some of the things that you do yourself so I um as a yoga teacher I feel like I'm doing yoga almost every day teaching it but then on a personal level of what's in my workout practice I try to do a yoga class that I'm not teaching probably once a week realistically uh I do have a peloton bike which I got like literally right before I got pregnant. And then like, it was perfect timing because just between like pregnancy and then postpartum and now having a toddler, it's been really nice. Cause I can hop on and do like 20 minute spin workouts. I'll usually do that maybe twice a week. Um, I love bar. My practice mm-hmm. has been a little different, you know, which we've also <laughs> yeah. talked about, like during the pandemic, I used to do that once a week in the studio. And now I try to do some of the outdoor virtual workouts spontaneously. So I was a more regimented person before as well. And then now I just, I fit in workouts when I can. And I do really try to make sure every week I have at least a couple times that I am working out as part of my self-care practice. But I did find that when I just let go of being more regimented, it made working out feel a lot more enjoyable to me because back when I was living in DC and kind of exploring wellness for the first time, I would have a schedule. Okay. 
you know, Monday morning, 6am spin class, Tuesday, you know, 7pm weights class, 8pm yoga class, Wednesday, just a yoga class, like that's my rest day, because I'm doing yoga. And then, you know, it was so regimented. And uh, some people really thrive on routine and schedule. So this is a personal thing where for me to have that masculine energy of being regimented, wasn't my thing. But for some mm. people, being really regimented and scheduled might make them feel really, really good. So I think also, that's been something that personally, for me, was a shift. And I have like my go to things that I do, but it's kind of just week to week or day to day. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a very routine person. So, um, I tend to have to stick on a routine, but I have, um, gotten out of my comfort zone, especially now being, um, here and not being able to attend any of the, um, classes in person. So I do a lot of virtual stuff. So I'll try and do an eight thirty one one day a 10, you know, or a noon or something like that. So I try to you know, just incorporate that and squeeze in things, you know, throughout, but I am very routine. (laughs) But, um, but, so, so let's talk about mind body connection and, and, and practice of yoga, breath work and meditation. Um, How do we incorporate all this? Or can you give us, you know, tips on, on trying to incorporate that in our lifestyle? Yeah, so I would say the first thing is if you're new to yoga or breath work, letting go of any previous experiences or judgments that you have about it. A lot of people, when they think about breath work or meditation, they picture, you know, some Zen person sitting in the cross legged position, you know, just totally blissed out, meditating, clear mind, all is well, um, lights glowing out of the crown of their head. And I think that when we let go of that image and we just allow meditation and breath work to be whatever they are and whatever makes sense to us, that can be a really helpful first step. Um, Just going in with an open mind. Same with about yoga too. A lot of people think you have to be flexible to do yoga. You have to be um, able to do all these crazy poses to do yoga. And that's simply not true. And I think that most really experienced yogis actually don't even follow that it's like this this one really seen a lot um but not necessarily large representation even of the yoga community just through our through our media and social media that we see some of some of that and we think that that's what it is but in reality it's not about that so letting go of some of those judgments or preconceptions would be my first tip Um, The second thing would be to find, again, somebody who you really connect with to guide you through the process of breath work or yoga. So um, when I first moved here, I tried probably six different yoga studios before I found my yoga home now, Yoga Bound, that I teach at for in-person classes um, here in Louisville. So I just think that if you can do that for yourself right now, that might look like more virtually during the pandemic, like finding someone you really connect with um, and going from there, that can be really helpful. And then I would say the third thing is just allowing each day and each practice to be whatever it is that you need. So some days, you know, you might want a really high intensity power yoga, and then some days you might want 
um, a five minute meditation. Some days you might want a 20 minute meditation. Some days you might just want one minute just to gather yourself and meditate. So those are, I guess, three tips that I would have. Mm, Thank you. I think connection is key for sure. And because you have to have a connection, Um, the warmth feeling, you know, I've walked into many uh, fitness studios and, you know, continued to go back, but just never got that warm, fuzzy feeling. And I'm a warm, fuzzy feeling person. So, and not, this isn't in yoga studios. This is just in general. And um, so, yeah, connection is key, um, I think. So um, thanks for those tips. I, I appreciate that. And I hope my listeners appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I just think the biggest thing with meditation too, is like, I can't say enough, like just let go of being intimidated by it and breath work and just let it be, you know, whatever, whatever you want it to be. And it doesn't have to look perfect. And I do have um, a free five day meditation challenge that has a video on how to set up your at-home meditation and breathwork practice, and then a few different daily videos um, that can guide people through different types of breathwork and meditation practices that they can then do again and again, going back to some of those videos um, when I send them via email, or they can incorporate something similar in their own practice. So my hope is that that can help people just set up a basic practice for themselves. And then, of course, um, I've got a ton more resources if people want to dive in deeper, but that's just something that I've created. That's just free for anyone who wants to check it out. Yeah, I I checked it out and it's definitely worth checking out. So everyone check it out. Okay. And what is your ultimate goal at the end of the day for your business? My goal is to help people to feel their unique best. So I never want to be someone who is telling people exactly what to do, what to eat, how to work out, you know, what is best for them. But I want to help guide them through the journey of figuring out what does feel best. So that's the role that I see in my ultimate goal with my business and as a yoga teacher and a recipe developer and all the things that I do to help provide wellness resources for people is that it's all just for inspiration, guidance, and resources on how to figure out how to feel your best. I love it. And I think it's a great, you know, great way to conduct your business and it fascinated me. So, you know, that's why I had to have you on. (laughs) So, um, and I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate you having me on here. It's been great to get to chat and thank you. I appreciate you coming on and tell my listeners how they can find you. You can find me through my website, which is HelenCussman.com. So it's H-E-L-E-N-E-K-U-S-M-A-N.com. And then you can also find me on social media at Helene Cussman. So I'm really active on Instagram. Um, I do IGTV videos and a lot of resources there. Um, and then I also link to all my other resources basically in those two places so you can find me both of those places 
Well, thank you. And thank you so much again for coming on and everyone go check her out. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And it would be so darling if you rate and review my podcast. Also, don't forget to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram or Instagram story. And stay tuned for new episodes every Wednesday.